Hi friends, I'm Stacy Bellward, the host of the Connected Families podcast. Welcome to our community. We are people committed to pursuing God's grace and truth for ourselves and then daily working to pass that grace and truth onto our children. I'm so glad that you're here today. Well, that introduction about receiving and passing on God's grace and truth could not be more applicable than today's podcast. My guest today is someone you've met before here on the podcast. Lydia Rex. She is a co-presenter in the Sensitive and Intense Kids online course and is on staff as a parent coach here at Connected Families. Lydia is intuitive and thoughtful. She loves Jesus and she's taught all of us here on staff how to ask the question of the Lord, what do I need right now from the Lord? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, Lydia. Welcome. Hey, Stacy! I am so excited for this podcast. Super excited. <laughs> because the journey of walking with Jesus with our parenting is something that you're very passionate about. I'm very passionate about. And so we're so looking forward to today. We've been on quite a few episodes. And so I just want to name a few even recently, but episode 138 how do we encourage critical thinking in little ones? Episode 126 is also with Lydia. Why is my child angry all the time? And it's more than this. You've done many of them. But the last one I'll just mention is episode 89, which is a powerful new perspective for parenting. I just encourage everyone, go check those podcasts out. But you know, the thing that kind of instigated this topic today is that on the sensitive and intense online course, when we were producing it, you made soul video devotionals and you just bring such a rich spiritual texture, practical teaching. Those videos we heard from many people were so valuable. And so we've actually incorporated them into different ones, into Discipline That Connects, which is launched and running right now. Lydia, you're a parent coach on staff. <laughs> you work um, with many, many parents. And so I'm, I just want to start off just for a minute here talking about your role in coaching with parents. When parents come to you, what are they often coming in with? A lot of times just deep discouragement, frustration, mm -hmm. feeling like a failure as a parent, feeling mm -hmm. like I'm failing my kids, you know, just, you could, you could just see it. You could hear it in the, you know, some of the intake forms that we, we have parents fill out is just coming from this really discouraged place so often. Hmm. And that's hard. And we're going to dive into those moments when you were a discouraged parent, right, Lydia? <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. And you know, what I love about coaching is that start right at that beginning in the framework, that foundation. And we, we talk about co-regulation, co-regulating with our children and how can we get to a place where we are receiving some of God's peace and his presence. And so mm -hmm. recognizing God's presence in your parenting, like that's where we start from. And it's so powerful. That's good. So parents usually come, they often purchase the four session package. Mm -hmm. And when you're done, I know that you've gone through framework, the four levels of the framework, which is assume why there's four sessions. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the changes that you've seen in parents? You know, it is really fun for me to just, I see a difference in the faces across the zoom screen. I yeah. oftentimes see a difference in mom and dad's face 
when they show up a few sessions in, you can see the piece that is starting to grow. You can Mm. see there's confidence. There's sometimes we just start laughing a lot more. There's this confident, even humor of like, whoa, this is really messy. And how are we going to navigate through this with Jesus at our side? A lot of freedom, freedom to be an imperfect parent who dearly Mm. loves their kids and is following Jesus and freedom to, to be themselves as a parent, to lean into their gifts as a parent, instead of thinking about all the deficiencies. So it's just really delightful to see Mm -hmm. those things happening. We have hundreds of people now that have signed up to go through the full version of the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course right now. And that teaches the framework. When a person or family parents meet with a coach, they're kind of diving in deeper, a one-on-one relationship. And we talk about with the course and then also with coaching, we often see this growth of confidence. Like, wow, before they do the course or come to coaching, it's like, I don't know. I don't feel resourced. I just keep falling back to the old patterns. And now there's new ways, there's new thinking, there's new perspective, and there's so many new tools. And so Mm -hmm. I know that wonderful transformation that we see with families that have come through. I remember you telling me that one of your favorite things about coaching is just kind of what you mentioned in the beginning is just that sense of bringing Jesus into the situation because they're coming in struggling. And so I just want to move in the podcast now to talk about your journey and soul care. And I started off with talking about this question that you have taught us to ask, and that is, what do I need from the Lord right now? And your journey to learn to ask yourself that is where we want to start and where we want to dig in. Because when I think about soul care, I think about wait a minute, I don't have time for soul care. Uh I really want soul care. I really want to turn on my diffuser and I really want to get my- It makes you think of a day at the spa or something like that. That just seems so out of reach, right? You know, maybe kids all around or all of the things. I think that's what a lot of parents are feeling like. Wow, like if I can just get my coffee, that's soul care for me. (laughs) Uh, That Hey, that could be a start. That could be a really good start is a little bit of coffee with Jesus. Especially Lydia, if it's good, Ethiopian coffee. Okay. Well, I'm going to take your word for it. (laughs) I love Ethiopian coffee. Okay. Let me start with just the first question to you is how has soul care played out for you in your parenting? Just God meeting me in the small moments. So many times, you know, there have been times in my life where I've been more of a studier, you know, where I've had long times. I've been able to go on a retreat, things like that. And what has been so beautiful to me is to see how God has reached out to me right in the middle of busy, messy, chaotic days, good days, bad days. He's right there in it. And so when my kids were really little and you remember that phase where like, if you take your eyes off of them, they're going to jump off of something. You know, I remember when I would have them safely buckled into their car seats and I turn on my worship music when we were driving, like that was such a place that God met me so many times was while we're driving in the car and listening to music. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it was, you know, I'd put them in their double stroller and we'd go for a walk. And that was, that was time with Jesus. And so you know, there is a way that God is reaching out to you, no matter how busy, how crazy, Mm -hmm. how distracting things are. 
Yeah, I I love that because it really does change over the years and in different seasons and different developmental stages of your kids. And I mean, I can remember when they were little in the stroller time and just even leading them in the conversations around what are we grateful for? What has Mm -hmm. God done in our lives? What has he given us? And I, man, I loved those grateful conversations, even over the years, because they changed and we were grateful for different things and just how that grew. I loved treadmills. I, you know, the other thing I thought of is really paying attention to how God speaks to you. (laughs) That was a big one for me when I was, when I was younger. Is it when I'm walking? Is it when, you know, I'm listening to music? You talked about that. So That's good. Well, I mentioned before that you were a part of the Sensitive and Intense online course. You're uniquely qualified, Lydia Rex. (laughs) You're part of that project and you learn a lot and you now coach parents that have sensitive and intense kids primarily. Tell us about your own parenting journey in that regard and how you started feeling very overwhelmed. Okay. Well, you know, when you say uniquely qualified to be part of that sensitive and intense project. It's because I'm pretty sensitive and intense myself. (laughs) And I realize that the more and more I get to know my kids, I'm like, wait a minute, I relate to this so much. But you know, there is nothing in the world that I wanted more than to be a mom and my kids. And I remember these moments with these beautiful, precious kids that I had waited for and prayed for and cried for and dreamed of. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was failing them. I felt like I I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I'd be way better at this. And, you know, looking back, I didn't know how to regulate myself, let alone regulate my kids. And so I was going through all the motions, doing all the things that I knew a good mom would do. And I was not attending to my soul and, and some of the the pain and the baggage and the things that I brought into parenting. And you know what we know about kids. So this wonderful process of co-regulation, that's how a child learns to, you know, have regulation in their brain. Okay. So the one thing that a child, a dysregulated child needs is the presence of a regulated adult. Okay. It's not a certain thing that that adult says or does. It's just their presence is what that child needs. And I needed the presence of Jesus in my parenting. That's the one thing that has made the biggest difference. And so learning to see God's presence with me in those moments of parenting, you know, that has transformed my experience of parenting and a lot of other parents' experience too. It's a beautiful thing how God reaches in with so much healing for us and our kids. And, you know, parenting is such a beautiful opportunity for God to do so much work in our hearts. Was there a moment or can you remember when you very first started to realize, wait a minute, Jesus is right here with me. Like, first of all, I need him and he's here. How did that happen? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure when my first memory of that is, but I remember starting to feel this pause where I would feel like something significant is happening right now. And I remember having these moments with my kids where uh, one of the first, oh man, I was angrily heading up the stairs to have a talk with my kiddo who had just hurt their sibling. And I was ready to mete out some justice, you know, and I paused just for a split second to pray, Lord, what's the opportunity here? Because I, I, that was one of the things I've been learning in connected families is prayer. I'm going to say it, you know, and so I, and I, I felt like Jesus was saying, your child needs to know how much you love them right now. And Mm -hmm. I was like, 
okay. All right. That sounds like a good idea. You know, I kind of almost begrudgingly, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. Go and sit down on my child's bed. And I think it's the first time that I ever went in with true connection before I corrected. And I I put my hand on my child's back and I, I said, oh, I just want you to know how much I love you. And I said that. And then I started having all these feelings of empathy for my child and their experience of this empathy just started to kind of flow. My child burst into tears, wrapped themselves up in my arms. I cried too, because Mm -hmm. it was this profound moment of realizing, oh, God loves us so much right there in the struggle. It's not like, oh, I'm going to reassure you of my love after we get through this, after we fix this. It's like, no, first thing you need to know is how loved you are and that I'm right here with you. And I, I felt like in that moment, it was like a light bulb went off in my head and God was saying, that's how I feel about you. That's how I feel about you when you're in those moments of struggle. And that was a huge change for me. Jesus saying, that's how I feel about you in your struggle. And then you received kind of, you use the word regulation, like then he's there for you, regulating you in that moment. So you can offer that to your kids. God's not asking us to give something to our kids that he is not ready to pour out into our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, he is just there to freely give his grace, his love, his mercy, his wisdom to us so that we can have what we need in those tough moments with our kids. You know, I think that I had this thought that our problems, our parenting problems, behavior problems, our problems were keeping us from the life I hoped for, for us, or maybe even the life that God had for us, you know, like, oh, if we could just get this figured out, if we just get that figured out and then, then we'll be living the good life that God planned for us. Right. And I think, you know, what if these struggles are actually the vehicle that's bringing growth and deeper connection with God and with each other. And I have found that to be so true. And that's so freeing and so hope-filled. So then when you are in that struggle in the moment, then how do you get to that place in your mind where you're like, he is here and you're asking the question, what do I need from the Lord right now? How do you do that? Yeah, I think a really helpful prompt for me is that when when I'm starting to struggle, I'm always tempted to reach out for control. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I think in our human nature is that tells us, well, things will be okay if you could just get it under control, right? That's a very mm-hmm. natural human reaction. But instead of reaching out for that control to learn to instead reach out for God's presence in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. where is God for us right here? What's that anchor of who God is that I can remember? And I think it is really meaningful to start to get those pictures of who God is. You know, okay, I got to tell you this story. Wait, I was sitting in church. And I don't remember anything else about the service, to be honest. I was sitting in church. A couple rows ahead of me was this family and couple songs in, in Trump's this big old teenager, dirty sports uniform, like looked like he had just <laughs> rolled off the soccer field. And in he drops it, he slides in next to his dad and the dad looks up. And just his face just lights up when he sees Mm -hmm. this kid and this teenager, his face just lights up back at his dad. It was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. And then the dad just throws his arm around this big old kid. He kisses the side of his head right in church. And the kid at this point, you can tell is like, okay, dad, this is a little embarrassing, but 
this dad was so exuberantly glad to see his kid and that you could feel that joy between the two of them. That to me, I was like, okay, Mm. I've seen what I needed to see at church here today. That was beautiful. What a picture of the joy that God has over his children, bedraggled and messy and late, though we are sometimes. (laughs) That joy of just being present with us. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the kind of things that, you know, God uses silly little stuff like that just to mm-hmm. show us who he is, to give us those pictures of who he is for us. And yeah. we can reach out to that knowledge of, of a God who is present with us, who loves us that much. I love that. And as I think back on my own journey, I feel like the Lord has really used moments like that, where I feel like I'm sitting there and I see that. And it's like, God just, just kind of makes it extra meaningful to me and my relationship with him or, you know, speaks to my future, speaks to my past, speaks to a perspective, like whatever it is. And sometimes I think we have this tendency to disregard it. Like, oh, that was cute. And oh, I got a message, you know, maybe, you know, ah, that felt good. Like maybe it was from the Lord or not, but we just pass over it so quickly. And we're no, in a hurry. We're busy. Yeah. Like, like it, it's moving. Yes, fast. that's true. But I also think that we sometimes maybe feel like it comes from our own self. Mm. And so I feel like over the years, I've just gotten so much more conviction that this Jesus who lives in me, right? We say that, that I serve and I love, he wants to be with me. He is Emmanuel. He's here with me yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's always here with me. Like that knowledge is so powerful because then when I get a moment like that, like you did, like sitting in church and you see this beautiful thing and it's like Jesus is just making it extra meaningful to you. That's him communicating with me. And I want to sit in that longer and I maybe even want to journal about it or tell my friend about it or yeah, just let it sink in deeper and not dismiss it is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Those moments that they tug at your heart or they, you know, kind of light a little bit of that fire. That is Jesus making things real to you. And sometimes I don't always know quite what it's about. And like, I just want to sit in that. I want to think about it and keep coming back to it. And I tell you what, the way I usually study the Bible now is usually I've got one, a little chunk that I'm I'm just thinking about it for a really long time. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, what's the layer of this that huh, how can I understand that more deeply? And um, so it's that slowing down on the inside, even when, you know, we're in the middle of busy life. Yeah. And over the years, I've tried to keep track of some of those things. And that's looked different too. Sometimes it's just a post-it note with uh, the word or it's sometimes I've printed out kind of an image that represented that thing that I felt like God illuminated to me. Sometimes I journal it. I don't know. Is there any other ways that you keep hold of those things that you feel like the Lord has spoken into your life? So if you talk about like styles of play, the thing that I love is I love stories. And so to like talk about these things, to, to ponder these things and then to share them with, with a friend or a family member, like tell these stories. I think that's how I kind of treasure these Mm -hmm. little moments. I want to kind of pull back another layer because as we talk about soul care and just Jesus walking with us in our journey and maturing in our own faith, which is understanding grace and truth so that we can pass it on, were there key roadblocks that kept you stuck that Jesus has helped walk you through? I think the key roadblock has been 
just surrender like me mm-hmm. wanting to hang on to at least a little bit yeah. I'm working through in some really big things can I trust the Lord and and then in the moments when I'm really messing up can I trust the Lord to work with me can I trust that God knew what he was doing when he put me with these kids and and you know our everything about our life is he really trustworthy one of my friends was talking to me about the story about the rich young ruler in Mark 10 where he's like, Lord, I've done this, I've done that. And Jesus is like, there's one thing you lack. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing is just surrender, right? The rich young ruler, Jesus asked him to surrender all of his, all of his stuff, you know? And I, that's a prayer that I am learning to pray is what's the one thing I need to lay down today to follow mm-hmm. Jesus? Mm-hmm. Usually, it's <laughs> usually some semblance of control, right? And I think you know, a a lot of times we're okay with following Jesus and hey, this great framework, the connected families framework, we're we're good with this, but but there is this underlying, but I also need it to work, you know? Okay, I'm good with this, but I need it to work. I do need these behavior struggles to go away. So Mm. what if it doesn't? What if things don't become like the picture that I have in my head? Can I trust God anyway? Can I keep going? keep following. You know, it's a lot of surrender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jesus doesn't promise, you know, that things are going to look a certain way or that we're going to get over a certain thing. I, he promises he's going to be with us. Surrender is a big one because you're right. We do have pictures in our minds of how things will be in our future and the ways even our culture tells us this is what's normal or this is not, or there's just so many elements involved with that, that surrender. And I I think you referred to it earlier, but the more I can learn and study and know the character of God, like who he is. I can remember early on in my parenting, I went through a Bible study series at our church at the time on, on the names of God. Wow, did that change everything for me? Because as I came to understand who he was, I could pray to him in a different way and I could actually surrender easier. It it, it did as I came to know. And isn't that the combination of receiving truth about who God is so that I can pass that on? And so that's really good. So my Bible study on the character of God, the names of God, all rooted in scripture and Bible study. How has scripture been a lifeline for you? I know you, Lydia, love scripture. You've got lots of Bible verses that speak very specifically to your parenting journey and you use every day. But I wonder if there's anyone specifically that you'd like to talk about. Yeah. So this is my favorite chapter of the Bible. It just is. Yeah. Maybe that'll change someday, but I don't know. John 21, it's the epilogue of the gospel of John. And it is such a rich story. There are so many just little pictures in there of who Jesus is and what it looks like to follow him. We've talked about on the podcast before how I love Peter's headlong dive out of the boat. Like he sees Jesus and listen, Peter has made a big mess out of things. He denied Jesus three times. And then, you know, this is after that. And listen, I have been stuck in my shame so many times. And Peter didn't stay stuck in shame. He saw Jesus and he knew Jesus. He knew he who he was. He knew that Jesus' face was going to light up when he saw his, his boy, his Peter, <laughs> right? And so he just dives out of the boat, dives right into grace. 
And I love that. That's such a picture for me. You know, God's invitation for me is like, you're going to keep messing up. You're going to keep diving into my grace. I love the picture of Jesus abundance there too, of like they're fishing all night. And how many times as parents have we been trying, we've been trying sometimes the same things over and over. And, you know, Jesus can step into some of these situations where we feel like we've been trying and we're getting nothing. He can bring his abundance. I've seen Mm -hmm. it happen. I've seen it happen with my own kids. I've seen it happen for other families too, where everything changes when Jesus' presence is part of the picture. And then uh, this beautiful story is still in John 21. There's so much good stuff in there. (laughs) Uh, This beautiful story where I kind of envisioned Peter and Jesus taking a little walk by themselves. And Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, of course I do. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. And he asks him again, Peter, do you love me? Take care of my little ones. And this, it's this powerful reminder. What's the bottom line here? It's Jesus love for me and my love back for him. And he could ask me anything and I'm going to follow him. And so I think it's this beautiful picture of just the simplicity of what God asks of us. Do you love me? Feed my sheep, take care of these little ones. And then Jesus says to Peter, follow me. Mm -hmm. And Peter, you just got to love him. You got to love the guy. He's like, what about that guy? And he's, you know, pointing back to one of the other disciples, John. And and Jesus is like, I'm not going to worry about him, Peter. As for you, you. And that is something that like so often I struggle because I'm comparing myself Mm -hmm. to where I'd like to be or a different parent or, you know, and Jesus is saying, hey, that doesn't matter. This is what matters. Follow me. And the word he uses when he tells Peter to follow him, it's not, it doesn't mean, okay, follow my example, Peter. Just follow my example. It means accompany me, walk Mm. with me. And I think that is that call to Jesus that I just can't resist. It's surrender by walking with me, walk in the same way that I do. Not going to leave you. You're not on your own here. I'm with you. You're with me. And that really keeps me going. I have tears because what a sweet, sweet invitation by Jesus. And what an amazing picture. I'm not walking alone. Not ever, 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 not ever. And he's given us these little ones to care for, but he has not asked us to do it by ourselves, right? He's with us and he's helping us and empowering us and delighting in us, us, the parents. Not just our cute little kids, right? In us. Yeah. And that's after we fail. Yes. That's after we've messed up. And Jesus could be like, wait, those are my babies. What are you doing to them? No, 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 no. He doesn't do that. He comes alongside. I, I just imagine, like, if I were Peter, my mind would probably be racing in this moment. Like, I'm, I'm just walking with Jesus. Jesus is asking me, do you, do you love me? And I'm thinking, what is he after? What is, what's coming next? And that's where my headspace is at a lot of times. What's coming next? What, do I, what am I supposed to do? And Jesus yeah. is like, hey, there's one thing. Do you love me? Take care of these little ones. Mm-hmm. Follow me. I think that mm-hmm. simplicity of what he calls us to grounds us in the present where he's there right with us. So good, Lydia. Grounds us in the present where he's right there with us. I love that. It's it's so centering and just so causing us to lift our eyes and keep them on Jesus, even in the moments that are hard and chaotic. So how do you in the chaotic and in the hard moments, lift your eyes on Jesus, receive his grace and truth, be intentional about that? 
you know, I think it really starts by being honest, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we're just, we're okay. We're okay. I can get through this. I can, I can manage my way through this, but I really need to be honest when I'm struggling instead of mm-hmm. white knuckling or trying harder, making some big new strategy. I love making big new strategies, you know, <laughs> griping about it maybe, but instead to just take those those feelings, those struggles, and very honestly, just take it to the Lord. So what does that look like? Take it to the Lord, talk to him. What does that look like for you? You know, one thing that I think is so interesting for us and our kids is like, we are a whole person, you know, our, our brain, our mind, our body, our spirit. And I really have to get my body to a place of calm a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And that might mean slowing down, taking a walk, take a slow exercise class, lay down on my bed for a little bit. Sometimes it takes me, have to admit, sometimes it takes me a couple days to just work on just calming down you know, what's going on in my brain and my body. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's okay to feel those feelings, stay present with those feelings. And then, you know, there's a phrase that I learned up, out, and onto the cross. Like, let those feelings come up, feel those feelings, Mm -hmm. and then get them out. Like, say them to the Lord, be honest with the Lord. Here's what's going on. Like, we see such a great example in David in the Psalms of how he would just pour out his heart to God. Very honestly, I mean, sometimes it's a little, I mean, a little bit cringy. Like David, really? You said that to the Lord? He did. He went there. So being honest with the Lord, getting that all out and then onto the cross, like, okay, Jesus, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this stuff. And then, you know, I, another prayer I like to ask is, is like, what do you say about this Lord? Mm -hmm. And then we just wait, we listen, we wait, keeping our eyes open for how God is at work. I've had some really powerful experiences with the Lord that that sometimes kind of played out slowly where I was like, okay, this is something that's going on. I'm feeling this. I'm telling it to the Lord and I'm going to wait for him to, to lead me here. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes it's, it's that scripture that comes up. Sometimes it is a friend who speaks into my life. Sometimes it's one of the connected families podcasts (laughs) and, uh, you know, wait for him to be speaking into my life about that issue or that struggle. I like that. And what I often say about that too, is that Jesus wants to talk to us. So if we're asking for him and we're asking him questions about the things that we're dealing with, and we hear something, as long as it aligns with scripture, he's speaking to you. Mm -hmm. So count that as, as his word. This reminds me of a phrase that I don't know if it was Anna Rosh, our executive director or Lynn, they've said it. I know that Anna would talk about breath prayers when her kids were little, because sometimes we don't have time to lay in the bed and like talk to the Lord for a <laughs> while, right? right? I mean, so true. Depends on the season. And sometimes we just need to find, we need to get a babysitter and we need to take time to go and talk with the Lord and write or whatever we need to do. But she would say she would do little breath prayers. I breathe in God's love and I breathe out God's grace. Hmm. And you can change those words if you want. But I just always thought, wow, that's a beautiful little pause. I breathe in. I love that. And it's, it is, you know, both bringing in the truth of God's word of who he is and like something physiologic, like that breath prayer. There's something I think that's powerful about kind of matching 
a prayer to our breath, or even I've done that with a scripture too, where like I, you find that little short little scripture, that yeah. nugget out of God's word and you repeat it with your breath. And I, yeah, yeah it's a really great practice and really accessible too. For I love that parents in the I've middle. I've done that a lot too. Yeah. Like I've taken verses that are just very powerful for me in the moment and even almost rewrote them, made them very personal or shortened them a little bit or whatever I needed to do so that I could remember them and make them just incorporate them into my day. Mm. Okay, Lydia, I just want to end our podcast today kind of with some examples maybe that you would have of how we pass on this grace and truth that we've been incorporating into our lives, how we pass that on to our kids. And I know that you love helping parents do that in your coaching. Do you have some stories or examples of what that looks like? You know, one story that I always, that I tell often because it was, it was a defining moment for me as a parent is when I, and I distinctly, I could picture it all, you know, I've got a kiddo just melting down, massively melting down in the middle of the living room floor. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to ask myself the questions, oh, what's going on in me? And I remember almost like internally, I felt like I was screaming, like, this feels horrible. I am not okay. I'm failing my kid. You know, all of there's a lot of stuff going on in me in that moment. And I had this thought of like, if Jesus was right here in the room with me, what would he do? And we really need to give Jesus a lot more credit because he is with us. He is right there in the room. And I just pictured Jesus just coming along and kneeling down on the floor between me and my struggling child. And I imagined that he would say, this is really tough. I'm here with you and we're going to get through this together. And boy, that really changed things for me. Because that's all I needed. I When I felt like he's with me, we got this together. We're going to get through this together. You know, suddenly I didn't need a strategy to fix it in the moment. I was able to, to just be present there for my child too. And you know what I have said hundreds of times since then to my kids is those exact words. I've said it so many times. This is real. This is tough, but I'm here with you and we're going to get through this together. And you know, even if those aren't the words that I've used, that attitude of just being present and confident that God's got us, he's here with us, I can be here with you, and we're going to get through this. It really was a huge turning point for us. So it just, it changes everything with that presence of Jesus is your blueprint. You know, John 14, 26, love this verse because Jesus says, and I'm, I'm reading out of the, I think this is like the Amplified Bible or something. It's got a lot of extra words, but I really like them. It says, but the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I've told you. Mm-hmm. That is what we're promised. That is what we have available to us as parents. In our moment of need, when the kiddo is screaming on the living room floor and we're thinking, I can't take this another second, mm-hmm. we have a comforter. We have an advocate. And that's so powerful. I have a favorite coaching story. A mom I was talking to and they were having big dinner time struggles, just lots of melting down. And I, I was in strategy mode. 
I'm like, well, maybe, maybe what about this? How about that? And it was like, no, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. And <laughs> we were just kind of striking out on all of our ideas together, all of our great strategies. And I said, I wonder what it would look like if Jesus was your backup in that moment. If Jesus was at the dinner table with you. And I will never forget that mom, she took a breath and tears came to her eyes and it was an instant change on her face. And she did an instant softening. And she, she described a scene where Jesus would come along and comfort her and her child. And that is the truth of who Jesus is for us. And it does change everything when we know he's there. He's there and he's accessible and we can call out to him. And he's our ever-present help in time of trouble. He's our comforter and our friend, which we've heard from all of the stories that you've shared. This is soul care. This is reminding ourselves of who Jesus is and diving deeper into that sweet relationship where he does just delight in us. And when, when we walk in the room, which is proverbial because we're together all the time, his face lights up. And so that's what we want. Everyone listening, mom and dad, we want you to know that Jesus' face just lights up when he sees you. And even in the hard times, it's not only sometimes, it's every time. I wonder, Lydia, if you would just end our podcast today with a prayer for all of the parents listening. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Jesus, we just thank you for the way that you love us so deeply, right where we're at, right in the middle of the messes. You see the beloved children that you created. You see who we truly are. You see what our hearts cry out for. For our kids. And I just pray that you would reach out to the moms and dads who are listening to this podcast and that, Lord, you would show them the glimpses of your presence with them, the glimpses of your deep love for them and how that can transform their parenting moments too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lydia, thanks for being with me today and sharing your story. Thanks, Stacy. This has been fun. Well, thanks for tuning in today, friends. We talked a lot about coaching. Well, there are Connected Families Certified Parent Coaches all around the world. Tap down to our show notes and we have a link of the full list of wonderful individuals who would love to meet with you. Well, we are a listener-supported organization. Over 50,000 parents like you listen to this podcast every month. Individual donations make the work to equip and encourage families possible. For more information, about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time. Hey.